G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of Women's Baseball The Inside Pitch. For episode 6, we return to Japan, specifically to the Gunma Prefecture, about 80 kilometres outside of Tokyo, to chat with Aussie baseball and softball superstar Chelsea Falcon. Even if you have a passing interest in women's baseball or women's softball, the odds are you know the name Chelsea Falcon. Starting out in T-ball in Perth in WA, Chelsea went from a 13-year-old bat girl at the Australian Women's Baseball Nationals in 2003 to an all-world team member just 15 months later on her Australian debut at the 2004 Women's World Cup of Baseball in Canada. In 2005, Chelsea switched over to softball and over the last 15 or 16 years, she has amassed one of the most formidable resumes, not just in softball, but also in baseball after returning to the Australian women's team for the 2016 and 2018 World Cup. Later in July, 2021, Chelsea will line up in the Australian Olympic team for the return of softball for the Olympic program in Tokyo. It was an absolute blast catching up with Chelsea from her tiny little hotel room in Japan to hear all about her journey over the last nearly 20 years and what she's looking forward to at what is the most anticipated Olympic Games in history. So I really hope you enjoy this chat with Chelsea Falcon. Welcome to Women's Baseball Inside Pitch. Uh, Chelsea Falcon, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Amy. Now, the first two questions I always like to ask my guests, the first one, um, because the aim of the podcast is to to really show where women's baseballers are spread all around the world. So I've spoken to uh, players in the UK, Canada, Japan, Australia, US in the first first month or so. Talking to you, you're an Aussie, but where are you and why? Um, I'm currently in Japan um, because I have been over here um, as part of the um, Australian softball team. We've been trialing for the Olympics and um, yeah, I was recently selected to represent Australia um, at the Olympics for softball. So it's very exciting to be over here and yeah, wild times. <laughs> well, I know there might be a few people that gasp that I'm talking to a softballer, but we, you are deeply entrenched in baseball. Um, and I, I just want to say how awesome it is to have an Olympian on the podcast. It's really, really exciting. Um, we, we will get back definitely get on to your Olympic, um, your Olympic journey and your Olympic uh, goals. But the, the second question I ask, and I, I don't think you're going to be able to answer this, so I'll change it, is how did you get baseball <laughs> in your day? So did you get baseball in your day? I'll let you off on this one occasion if it was softball. What, what was your day? I did get baseball in my day. Um, I am an avid MLB watcher. So I didn't actually watch a game today because we were a little bit busy, but I did go on to my Major League Baseball app and I had a look at the scores um, and watched a few videos. Um, currently following the, um, the Giants a little bit because they're, they're doing pretty well. But um, yeah, that's how I got baseball in my day today. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. You got some baseball. I know you got plenty of softball in your day and we'll get to that soon. Uh, but I want to take you way back, way back to when you started. What came first, baseball or softball or t-ball? Um, it was t-ball. Um, well, my brother played um, and my mum was heavily involved in the local t-ball club. Um, so 
naturally being a younger sister of my brother um I was down down the park um watching him train and yeah na- I think it was just a natural progression for me to get involved in it um I did play other sports but I really loved t-ball it was a I thought it was a great team team sport um had a mix of everything hand-eye coordination a bit of running um yeah I really enjoyed it so I think yeah it started with um with t-ball and then yeah, just naturally progressed into to baseball. That's how it all started. Do you remember what it was about, I guess, t-ball or baseball that you love? Was there a favourite part you had about the sport? Um, yeah, I, I just, well, I, I loved the team aspect. Um, and I loved, well, t-ball starting, um, I remember one of my coaches, um, he used to say, okay, Chelsea, just rem- um, just pretend that the ball is your brother's head and just try and hit it really hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was actually, that was actually Lee, Lee Godfrey's dad who, um, who coached us. Um, and he used to say that to me. And I always remind Lee of that. We always have a bit of a laugh. <laughs> um, but I think I just really, I really enjoyed all the fundamentals of the game as I really, um, started to get a little bit more serious about it and I was serious about it from a very young age like I, I wanted to be really good um, so I practiced you know my brother Nick and I gosh I remember coming home from school and cause he was a pitcher um, and he used to say to me all right grab your glove um, let's go out we used to go out into the front front yard and he'd just pitch balls at me and I'd just you know crouch down and try and catch them I would wear a couple every now and then, but um, yeah, just fond memories of doing that as a kid. And he actually made me, uh, he's part of, um, you know, a big part of why I, I loved it because it was, you know, me and him out the front playing catch. Um, and, I, and I just took that down to the baseball club as well. Um, loved watching him play and I loved watching the boys play. And yeah, I just wanted to be one of the, one of the guys and I just enjoyed the atmosphere and the club feel as well. Yeah. Just loved being around the game and learning. I find it interesting you saying you're playing with your older brother. I did the same thing. And I, I have a theory that the younger siblings are always the better ones. I mean, you look at Serena Williams and, and all these different footballers. It's because you have to sort of play up and you play <laughs> up your age. And I think playing junior boys, you have to play better. Do you think that made a bit of a, a difference to, to start your career to be better or made you stronger? I, it definitely attributed to that. I think, yeah. I, when you were speaking about that, I was like nodding. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to be just as good as they were. So, um, you know, I really enjoyed playing with the boys and I think that that's one of the reasons why, um, it hardened me as a player from, and especially from a young age, like, you know, I was competing against boys who, you know, at that younger age, they weren't necessarily stronger or fitter or faster. It was just, you know, I was just competing as one of them. Um, and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like I had, so I remember, um, growing up and playing with some, some of the really good players, um, you know, like I'm going to name drop here, but. Um, I played state baseball with Liam Hendricks and Warwick Sorpold. You know, like I was playing with some really good young guys at, wow. that, at, at that age. And 
um, you know, I just wanted to compete on their level and it was really cool to be able to, to mix it with guys like that. You know, you look at them now and they've had successful mm. major league baseball careers and it's, that's pretty cool. As you, as you have, I think, I think you have too. They're, they're over in the majors, you're over the Olympics. Yeah. Well, I, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, they helped me get better um, as a player. So it was pretty cool just to reflect, I guess, and think back and, you know, I don't often do that a lot, but um, yeah, it's pretty cool to be able to say that I was involved with players like that. And, you know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I know Sam um, Hamilton and I, we assistant coached, uh, I want to say assistant coach Sam did. I was just down there doing whatever I could for the under 16 team years and years ago. And that team had James Beresford and, and Josh Spence. And I always go, oh, yes. goodness, I reckon I threw a couple of, I did some BP. I reckon I charted them. I did something. I, I, I set up the balls. I, I didn't contribute like <laughs> Sam and Gary Bitmay did, but I kind of go, they made the majors. They owe me, they have to sign my card now. <laughs> yeah. hundred <So>, um, <laughs> percent. <laughs> now the first time I saw you and look, I don't think you'll remember me. I don't know. It was my very first nationals, 2003, the first time that the nationals went to Perth. Um, yep. And there's some memorable, memorable moments from that nationals and any Australian women's baseball that played that nationals probably remembers the very short porches. <laughs> they were, <laughs> I think the story, the story is now they're about 150 feet. I don't think they were quite that short, but oh, look, I'm just dirty because I didn't hit a home run, but everyone else did. But you were there <laughs> and you, yeah, that... you weren't a player. You were the back girl. I was the back girl and that, you know why? That was actually my home baseball club. So when I was describing before going down to the club, that was my, that was my local place. Um, so yeah, naturally I was wanting to be involved cause I just, you know, I'd probably only really found out that, um, women played state baseball in their own competition. So, um, you know, as soon as I heard that, you know, I don't think I was old enough to play, but I just wanted to naturally be around it. And, and, um, you know, I do remember you, mate. I do. I remember you really fondly actually. And, um, that nice blue Victorian uniform. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the old Royal blue. We ditched, we ditched yes. that a few years later, but you probably remember, remember us getting the silver. We didn't win that. <laughs> we didn't win that one. We didn't hit enough home runs in the gold medal game. You didn't have Sue Fairhurst in your team. <laughs> we did. Oh, I think she hit two grand slams in the in the gold medal game, didn't she? She oh, she did something. Sue. I just remember seeing the ball fly over those trees in left field. <laughs> oh, look, the, 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 for her, <laughs> yeah, and for her, the short porch. We had to put a porch like. There's nothing we could do. We had to make a bat with her eyes closed with one hand. That was, um, I tip my cap <laughs> yeah. to that. There was nothing you can do. If Simone Wern can't shut her down, you know, she must be, she must be. Yes. Um, so you were 13 then. That was your f- sort of, I guess, your first taste of, of, of women's baseball. You, you're looking at the, the best in the country, some of the best in the world. As I said, Simone Wern, there's, we just come back from a world series. We, we'd won that gold. Um, was that the moment you kind of went, oh, okay, I'm going to play with the women. Oh, like, Tell me about how yes. that sort of, I guess, started. Well, um, I think it was Graham Ward was coaching at the time. Yeah, and um, I, oh, I remember all the girls on that team and I was, you know, friends with 
most of them um they're like oh can't wait for next year you know like you can come down and you can try out and you know hopefully be a part of it and I just remember being so excited by them wanting me to be involved and yeah so definitely I at that that yeah that year I was like next year I can't wait to be a part of this this is what I want to do um I, I just recall that so vividly actually um you know um Chrissy Kreppold you know on that team yep. she played in my club team and Karen Lahane you know so I, I was around those girls all the time um at club and you know I just wanted to emulate them and be like them and um be involved in in the team so for me that year was I was like yep this is what I want to do because <laughs> you were the first the first uh girl junior girl to represent WA in a boys team um and you went away to a nationals and you were one of only two girls I could not find out who the other one was do you remember who it was I um it was 2003 I know the nationals um we traveled to Alice Springs I believe the other girl was from Northern Territory um oh wow yeah and I I remember yeah I remember meeting her and um and having a chat but I don't remember her name. That'd be really interesting to find out um, yeah, who she was. She yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was pretty big back then for me, um, but I didn't, you know, being so young and, you know, I, I didn't really think that much of it. I was obviously really thankful to be on that team and to be given an opportunity to, to play in a state team with, um, you know, essentially all boys. Um, and I'm pretty sure um, a lot of the boys' parents that um, they're, they're, you know, their son not making it, they would have been pretty annoyed that um, that they were beaten mm. out by a girl. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was hard back then because, like I said, I was playing with boys, and I do remember copying a lot of flack from um, from parents, and I, you know, I'd hear stuff on the sidelines, and even. You know, if I was getting a game ahead of one of my um, teammates, you know, I'd I'd hear little snickers from parents and stuff. And but I never, I never really bought into it. I just, it kind of just made me play play harder and kind of want to stick it to them. So I was never really affected by that. Uh, that that was my going to be my my next question because I go back to something a phrase that you just used and that was parents would have been dirty or annoyed because their son missed out because of a girl. Whereas I look at that and I go, well, that's correct. It's like, well, no, their son missed out by a better baseballer. A baseballer beat a baseballer. And that's, yeah. I think it's, it's difficult. And that still happens now. It still happens with people like Bronwyn Gell and juniors that we see now, but that it does. Did you, do you believe that actually? Yeah. How much that made you better? Oh, it, 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 it was, you know, perseverance to the T, like, um, but I didn't, you know, like I said, I didn't buy into it, but it, it would have played a massive part in, um, you know, my, the makeup of my character and, and certainly looking back now, you know, it definitely hardened me as um, a person, but it also taught me, you know, about fairness and, um, and understanding perspectives and all that type of thing. So, you know, like you said, it, it's a baseballer beating out a baseballer for a spot. Um, back then, 
you know, like I said, I was, I was just a kid, so I wasn't thinking about it. I was just wanting to play baseball and, and enjoy it mm. and have fun because I loved it. And I, you know, I knew I, I was good at it. So I wanted to, you know, I just wanted to play. And that's all yep. it came down to. Well, we talk about you wanted to play. So we go from, you. I think it's Easter. It's always Easter National. So we go from Easter in 2003, you're the bat girl. You're running around and you're picking up all the bats <laughs> for Chris Crepold and Shay Lily White, Samantha Hamilton. 15 months later, you are named to the World Series and the World Cup. How, yeah. <laughs> how, how do you go? How does someone go from being a bat girl at the Nationals to a World Cup World Series in, in 15 months? Like, oh, that's never been done. I mean, I can't tell you. I, I, um, I, I don't know. I did it. But um, I, like I said, I just, you, if I had any free time as a kid, any spare moment, I would be doing baseball stuff. I would be out there with my brother, Nick, or I'd be down at the baseball club, you know, hanging around the state league boys, like trying to pick up tips and, um, you know, oh, hey, you know, do you want me to throw? Like I, I just wanted to be around the game and I just, you know, I just soaked everything up and I was a little sponge. Um, so I just worked hard. I, I, I wanted to be good at, at baseball. I wanted to, you know, I was really meticulous about, you know, what I wanted to do. So I, you know, fielding ground balls, I was always working on a skill. I wanting to refine it and get better at it, um, you know, hitting, you know, I, every time, every chance there was to hit off a tee or um, hit front toss, you know, the boys used to, you know, let me jump in um, at state league training. You know, I was their back girl down there, but they, they probably thought I was really annoying, but I, <laughs> I just wanted to be around it and, um, and practice and get better. Um, so I worked hard and, but it was fun and it it was never a chore, Mm. you know, I, I just wanted to, to always be doing something baseball related and I wasn't, I wasn't afraid to do it. I just got stuck into it and and trained. I think that's always been me. I've always had that work ethic to try and get better. Well, we, we go to the World Cup and I, I actually spoke to uh, Rissa Nakashima in my last uh, episode and we, we spoke about that World Cup World Series. It was an epic trip. I think we were away for a month. Um, for the listeners who don't know, the World Series was announced and then they announced tonight a World Cup and then Japan wanted to still host the World Series, but they wanted to host the World Cup and they went, okay, why not, why not do both in the uh, classic <laughs> GIF Mexican uh, girl? And they did. And so we went to Japan, played a World Series, and then we went across and played a World Cup. And it was like this just, it was amazing. What, now you were 14 when you left. You had your yes. birthday while you were over it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about your first, you're walking in with all these plays, like the, just that that team, they had so many names. What was your first thought, your first memory of that when you first, first was were amongst the team? Well, I'd always been around older people growing up. Um, 
there's always older people around the club and, you know, my brother's friends and, and, you know, teammates and stuff um, playing at Melville. So I wasn't really, um, I guess, afraid to be around older, the older girls. And I know I was pretty starstruck because, you know, I was finally getting an opportunity to play with some of the names that, you know, I'd heard about and then I'd seen for the, you know, the last couple of years, like yourself, Sam, Renee, Stromitis, Simone, mm. um, Katie Gaynor, like all the Shay, all those girls. But I, yeah, I looked up to you guys. You, you guys were my idols. And um, so it was an honor, first and foremost, to, to be a part of the, the team and just to be there. Um, you know, I, I was pretty young, but I, I didn't think about that. I, I was just excited to be around it and um, to play. I, that's all mm. I remember. Like I remember, um, I think I was. I think I actually my alarm didn't go off one morning, and I was late to breakfast, and I freaked out. I think um, Anne Marie Adams had to call my room. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> who were you, you rooming with? No, I don't think we roomed with anyone in Japan, did we? So these tiny no. small rooms. Yes. No, but in like the Canada. one I'm in now. <laughs> in Canada, <laughs> I um, I roomed with Tiny Lovering, and that was the best time ever. We, oh, we yes. The, now, yes, <laughs> we were rookies, and um, whoever decided to put us together, what a terrible mistake! <laughs> oh, Dom. No, Grant it was Grant Weir and Kane Longstaff. Yes, and Anne Marie put. So Tani was Tani slightly older than you, is she? She's a year. She was sixteen. And I was 15. Yep. So we've got yep. 15 year old and a 16 year old and you were the youngest and I'm going to underline bold point, highlight youngest on the team. That was, you were at the front of the bus, you were at the back of the bus, you were, it didn't matter where you were, we heard you, you were roomed together. It was, you made us all feel old, but you actually brought us all, like you made us young. Like I, I just never forget you, you two, you two were crazy. It was awesome. Yeah, we had a good time. <laughs> Yeah, we and we did. <laughs> no, but yeah, that, it was it was a fun time rooming with Tan, um, and you know we've remained friends um, still to this day, and we still talk every now and then and um, catch up. And yeah, she's a great mate. So it just goes to show, like that was two thousand and four. Um, you know, mm. it's amazing the type of people you come across and you meet and. You know, you could not see them for a couple of years, but it's whenever you catch up, it's like you've never been apart. So the friendships that you can make from this sport um, and in sport in general is just, that's why I love it. You know, I'm sure you're the same. <laughs> and that's it, exactly right. And I think when we, we, I think the memories we all have, Sam and I always like to talk about it, is we remember you two just being so young and loud and it was just crazy. <laughs> But I hope we weren't annoying. Is, no, can I, do I have to answer that? You can <laughs> no, pass, that, you can skip. That's, <laughs> but the thing is, the thing that totally overshadowed that was not your ability. Clearly, there was tons of that. It was your, both of you, your work ethic. Your, the, not just the work ethic. It was, as you said before, the sponge. You guys were just willing to listen to everyone, whether it was um, you just wanting to listen to the third base, the hitting, the co everything. And that's, 
you talk about 2004 to 2021, 17 years, you're off to the Olympics, Tani is setting records in women's baseball. There was, we all saw that in, in 2004. So the credit's on you guys. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just how it's worked out and I'm you know, very grateful for the opportunities that I was able to have at, at such a young age. I think it's really put me in good stead for where I am right now. Absolutely. Mm. You talk about the playing over there. Now, I remember you played. I think the coaches didn't quite know where to play you at the start because, like, you, you could bat. You you had a cannon as an arm. We're like, do we play you in the infield? I remember you played right field next to me in the World Series in one game. I'm yep. sure of that. And I remember I, I never forget the first time you ever threw to me and your throw. I reckon your throw was still going up when it came to me and it hurt my hand. I was like, okay you know to play <laughs> I was like okay I need to work on my arm um and then we'd go to the world cup and you turn 15 and then you were you were on the all-star team at third base what what you talk about you just you you walked in and you didn't get any pressure it clearly showed in the way you played yeah I I think I had no fear I I just recall having no fear. I, I didn't have any expectation of myself. Um, that wasn't even on my radar. I just, like I said, I just wanted, I just wanted to play and I loved it. Um, and I also wanted to do well for the team. Um, but mm. just, yeah, I, I don't know. I just was in the moment. Um, every inning just took it, every inning, every out, didn't try and get too far ahead of myself. And I think, that's really stuck with me my whole career. Um, and it's something that I don't think will ever leave me. I, I've always been that person that just wants to be in the moment and, and enjoy it and not to think, not think too far ahead. So I think that's why I've been able to be so success, successful in, in the game. Um, Cause God, baseball, softball, it's such a hard game. It's, I reckon it's the hardest game there is you fail mm. more times than you succeed and you know that you, that's going to be the case. So you have to have, and it doesn't make it any, you know, it, it doesn't make it any easier. <laughs> that's it. So, you know, if you don't have a short memory in this game, you're not going to be very good at it. Um, baseball and softball. Um, so I've always, and someone told me that from a very young age. So it, it's never left me. Hmm. Well, we go to the World Cup, we came fourth, which was just this trend that we had for the next few. We won't get into that. Still some scars. But we, we finish fourth, you win the All-Star Award, and then you leave us. You, you go off to softball. We've got you for five minutes. We're like, yeah, look at this. We've got this 15-year-old. We've got this other 15-year-old. Our future's looking bright. And you're gone. Why'd you leave? Um, I never planned what, to. Just so everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never actually planned to, um, thinking back at it, Amy, because um, I, I, yeah, baseball was my thing. Um, I, I came back from those tournaments and um, I think the year after, yeah, I turned 16 and one of my friends from high school, um, she asked me, hey, do you want to come down and play club softball? And I was like, ah, softball. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. 
And she kept <laughs> she kept asking me and asking me. And then it turned out that our um our school um the girls got together a softball team for school and uh they said, Oh yeah, you're playing and I was like, Oh, whatever. So I, you know, I jumped on board and I was like, Yeah, this is pretty hard. What's this rise ball thing? I've you know, like anyway. My my friend twisted my arm and I ended up going down and playing um in the competition um in Perth, local competition in Perth. And um I think also around that same time, I tried out for the West Australian under-16s team, the boys' team, and I made it to the last cut and um, I didn't make it, which I was, you know, I was a bit devastated about because I I thought I was in with a pretty good shot. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, that happened. um, And I think at the time... Um, the waste baseball coach was Don Kyle at this time. And um, he, so it turns out he actually was in the same office as a guy called Kerry Johansson, um, who was the waste softball coach. Um, so anyway, fast forward a couple of weeks after um, I get this random phone call from this guy called Kerry and he apologizes for calling out of the blue and he says, Oh, I've heard, you know, you told me who he was and I said, Oh yeah, that's really cool. Um, so I've heard that you've started playing softball and, uh, you know, um, I'd be really, you know, interested in you coming out to train with our waste softball squad. If you're interested, you know, and I hadn't played a lot of club softball. I'd, you know, only just really started and I, I guess it was just an opportunity and I said, oh, Mm. I'll get back to you. I'll, you know, I need to talk to mum and, you know, I'll get back to you. And he's like, yep, no worries. So I think I let go for a couple of weeks and chatted to mum and, yeah, we kind of decided that it was a cool opportunity and why not? Like, why not go down and, and have a few training sessions and see how it goes? And so I did, you know, and, um, I think trained with the squad for a couple of months and then he basically said oh we want to offer you a waste softball scholarship um and wow. that's how it all began so from there I I haven't really I didn't really look back I I took the opportunity and all these softball opportunities then started um coming my way and you know I think um, the carrot was definitely dangled in terms of, you know, the opportunities that there were on a um, an international stage for softball. Like at that time, what year was it? it was 2006. So there was an Olympics coming up in two years. Yep. Um, there was yep. a, yep, there was a under-19s world championship coming up. Um, and you know, this KJ, his name is KJ was kind of saying all these things to me. And I was like, Oh, you know, like they they sound like really cool opportunities. Like surely I wouldn't be able to make those teams. Um, but yeah, it turns out I ended up going to that under 19s world championship. I made that team. Um, and I was a 
I went to the Olympic camp in the lead up to Beijing um, and was part of that squad. So um, it just goes to show me, if I hadn't have taken up that opportunity, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation with you sitting in Japan, um, you know, about mm. to go into a, an Olympic Games. So I, I think, um, yeah, that's the reason why I – I didn't, I mean, I, why I didn't come back to baseball, um, after 2004. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that word you keep using over and over is opportunities. And like when you left and I look, we were devastated because we saw you as, as a key, as a real key, like some players, um, a Kerry Sheen, I think she came after you. Um, she was in the softball program. She was sort of in and obviously she had the opportunities. You've got more world championships back then. You had the Olympics. You've got scholarships over in the, the USA. I, none of us begrudged you for going. It was just disappointing. And it's, you think that's holding that, that's still to this day. Do you think that holds women's baseball back? Um, the lack of to to be honest, um, I haven't actually thought about it. Um, but it, you know, imagine you could change the question around, and you could say, "Well, imagine if women's baseball was a part of the Olympic program, or you know, like then there probably would be more opportunities. There probably you know would be more mm. um, you know pull from." you know, girls saying, you know, because there are a lot of girls who have done what I've done and gone across. But then there's also a lot of yep. softballers that have come and cr- across and played baseball. So yep. I I don't know necessarily if it if it's held girls back, but an opportunity is an opportunity. And ha- I think every individual is different in how they see an opportunity um, based on, you know, their sets of values as a person, their, their core values. So, um, yeah, back then I, I, I was just, I was a 16 year old girl and my whole, I had my whole world ahead of me. So I was all about opportunities. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly, not, not exactly, to, yeah. not to screw you guys over or anything. Uh, it was never about that. And I know, you know, no, 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 we don't take that at all. No, yeah. no. We, we just, <laughs> I, I think back over the 20 years of the Australian, not just the Australian women's baseball team, but you, you think about the amount of players that have only played baseball, we're lucky to have kept them, um, like yep. the opportunities that uh, there's, there's people we've never seen because that perception that still is softball is for girls, baseball is for boys. And it's, I don't, there's no, there's no answer to that. There's no solution to it. Like, no. It, if people want to, people know sports are out there that, yeah, it's hard. I don't, there's, I don't know what, you just have to hope people play your sport and they like it and they stay. <laughs> Absolutely. It shouldn't be based on gender, should it? Like, like that shouldn't be a perception. You play something because you love it. Exactly. And it's always this, oh, you ask questions, do you like, do you, do you not like softball? And it's like, I just, I never played it. I have total respect for you guys. And I look and I go, oh, I don't want to play it. It's very hard. It's hard, too hard, hard for me. Um, but I just never played it. I just always, for some reason, I just was pulled to baseball and I played. So um, 
Now, you mentioned the, the 2008 Olympics uh, in Beijing. It, the games were still, um, still had softball in the program and, and you just missed that team. And then it gets removed from the program and it's not in the next couple. Uh, you still stay in softball. What, what kept you? Was it the sport, the community? What was it that kept you in there? We go back to the opportunities. Was it that? Yeah, it was. It was a bit of It was still the opportunity um, to to play at the highest level at world championship level. Um, early on, early on, when softball was voted out of the Olympic Games program, um, I wasn't actually thinking. Uh, it was never in my mind. Oh, you know, like softball was going to be back one day and like that's why I'm going to keep playing it was it was just I enjoyed the camaraderie um the friendships that I'd formed with a lot of the girls on the team um but yeah the community feel of the sport um and what it gave what it was giving me and um you know just like that similar feeling exact same feeling as what baseball gave me I was now getting from softball and it was you know softball was still fairly new to me and I you know I was like yeah this is I still really am enjoying this and I you know I I wanted to keep being challenged and um, the game was really challenging and I started to really find myself as a um, as a player playing at an elite level, I started to try and really figure myself out because I think when I was playing baseball, it was carefree. I was young. I wasn't really thinking about the mental side of the game too much. I was just playing for the love of it. Still doing that now, but you do start to think about the, um, the mental side of the game a little bit more. Um, and you really, start to find okay well this is now these are my routines the you know this is what I have to execute in this situation and you you really think about it more um so thinking about the game differently uh and, and that's why yeah. I I kept playing yeah and why I still mm -hmm. loved it look you came back to soft uh, to baseball you played a couple of world cups um I guess before what how hard was it flicking between the two like it's it's something obviously i've never experienced and some have handled it really well and i know we've seen some softballs come over and either struggled and left or taken time and dominated like katie gainer and Ange catford and people like that how did you juggle the two for that period and and, and we and then after that why did you come back to those world cups later in the piece so i, ha I handled it pretty well um so I came back in 2016 um, for the World Cup in Korea. Um, I think I handled it pretty well. I Softball-wise, 2016 was an awesome year for me. I signed professionally. I went over and played in the United States in, um, in Dallas. And um, I was at the, probably at my, the peak of my softball career, I would say. Looking back, um, so I was in a good headspace. Um, yeah, I, I really kind of knew who I was as a player. Just started to really find myself and take it to another, I guess, gear. Um, 
and then I went across to Korea and um, yeah, I mean the transition from playing softball to baseball, I think this is just my personal opinion. I find it, it's not too hard. Um, you know, softball, you're looking at a lot of rise balls. You're looking, you know, the ball's coming up a lot and it's, you've got less yeah. time to react, but coming, coming across to baseball, different um, pitch trajectory. Um, you've got a lot more time to set and gather and hitting wise, um, got a lot more time fundamentally in the field to collect the ball, pick it up and throw it, get your target. Um, so I, I didn't think I had too much trouble with it, to be honest, Amy. Um, no, no. Look, watching you, watching on the World Cup, watching you on the the TV, you did not have any trouble with it. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it clearly showed you didn't have any trouble. It was just, um, yeah. Look, I go back. You go back to you say you're in the, you signed to the US. You're in. It's like one of your career years. You you the best place you've been in your softball career, and you choose then to come back to baseball. Is it because you're in your best place and you felt that you could take that on as well? Is that is that why you came back? Um, I wouldn't say it's the, it was the sole reason, but um, I I think in my mind I always wanted to come back and play. Um, I I didn't plan it to happen that way or it, for it to be that year, but um, it just so happened that it turned out that way. And um, yeah, so I yeah, thinking back, I. Yeah, it definitely wasn't planned. I just, um, it just kind of happened. Um, mm. Yeah, so I'm glad it did because, you know, uh, baseball is my, probably my, my true love. Like that's where it all started for me. And I think I always knew I wanted to come back and play, but I'm really glad that it was 2016 because it was a good year for for me to come back and play. I was in a good space, like I said. Um, and I, yeah, I was nervous though. I was, you know, I was, I was a little bit, um, you know, like all the memories started flooding back and, you know, can I do this? You know, like, am I, am I going to stuff this up? <laughs> but, um, well, I, I just, I, yeah, I asked you, you talk, I was just saying early on, you talk about, you have no fear. And one of my questions was, and you, you just said it then was going to be, you do you get nerves because you, you went one of the things that was apparent in the in 2016 and 18 world cups for people that know you you were watching you and you, you just you look like you were so happy to be back and it's interesting to see how you listen to you say you were nervous it's it's i like to think that yes chelsea falcon can get nervous before an at-bat makes me feel better because i was nervous every at-bat 100 <laughs> i i get nervous um <laughs> um but I think over the years I've, you know, I've got my routine of, you know, zoning in and focusing in and, and using the breath and, um, you know, finding a focal point and, and knowing what your role is and all that stuff. Um, I definitely do get nervous though. Yes. There's always going to be nerves that. Are great. I love yeah, that. You, yeah. Like it makes you feel alive. You feel oh yeah I'm good to go now you have your little moment yeah. and and then you switch on <laughs> if you know if the nerves go that's I think when you know you need to go and I think that's yeah it's like 
it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that you don't care anymore. And look, I know that's what happened to me when I made the decision to retire. It was like my, that, that feeling in the batter's box, that feeling just changed. And it wasn't that I, oh, look, I love baseball to the day I die. It was just different. And it was, that was when I knew, okay, I'm, I'm done at that level. If that makes sense. Yeah, I get ya. It's, you know, mm. you have that feeling and it's a different feeling to what you um, used to feel and you're like, oh, and you just know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that I know what that feels like, but. <laughs> no, you are, you are, you've got far more, far more years ahead of you. Um, I just want to quickly go back to you. You talked about your breath and the mental side and, and knowing your role. Um we spent a bit of time in the women's baseball over my time doing a lot of that off field work on um, all of that. But I know you would do a lot more being in institutes and particularly around the Australian um, team. Now, what, what's been, I guess the most, your favorite or the most valuable part of that off field development that you've done in your career? Uh, just being able to develop um, your mind, like, and to be able to, you know, try and control it. I think um, I mentioned that word, you know, can I do this? Like that doubt, like you, when you're young, you, you, you know, you, I believe you just play the game or you do a skill and you don't think about it as much. But, you know, as you get older, you have more perspective, you have more life experience, you know, outside of sport and, in sport as well and I think you can start to to think about things too much um so Mm. I've really enjoyed working with (laughs) um you know different people throughout my career like different sports psychologists um wellness um people through the QAS and, and WACE and um the AIS um you know, just on that mental side of the game and being able to switch on and switch off, compartmentalize things um, and develop a routine that works for you. Um, I think it's really important to stay inside yourself. Um, And I've said it before, stay in the moment. Um, Mm. Because as soon as you start, um, thinking about the outcome of what you want to achieve, I think you you lose that focus. So um, the process of, of what you're doing is really important. Yeah, you think about the result, you lose the process <laughs> and you don't get yes. a result unless you execute. So Yes. So it's, it's like, what's my plan? Like, how do I execute my plan? And then you go out and do it. Um, Yep. And part of that is knowing what your role is in how to do that. Um, yep. Just recently, we, um, as a softball squad, worked um, with some army commandos um, and some previous gold medalists through the AIS, um, through a program called yep. the Gold Medal Ready Program. Um, and that was one of the best things that I've ever been involved in, in terms of learning from people who have been successful at an Olympics, like um, in battle, you know, some really valuable takeaways. Um, we, we, we started doing this thing called a hot wash where we, as a team, 
we evaluate um, every third innings how we're going in the game. And it's really simple. It's clear, concise, to the point. We basically have three points. What what can we what are we sustain well, what are we sustaining? And people just off the cuff, this, 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 okay. What do we need to fix? Um, okay, this, this, this. And then um, well, how do we fix it? And they're the tangible things and we list them off really quickly and it's all you know, this is happening during the game. Um, I was about to say this is you're in the dugout and you're doing this in the dugout. Yeah. So we'll 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 talk about our goals pre pre game. Um yep. and then at the end of the third innings, we'll do our hot wash. Okay, what do we wanna what's going really well? What do we wanna sustain? Okay, um, you know, our pitch selection, you know, uh you know, our communication. Okay, cool. What do we need to fix? Sorry, what do we need to improve? Okay, um, we need to have controlled aggression rather than too much aggression or, you know, and okay, how do we improve that? So, and we do it at the end of the game as well. So it's helped yeah. us and it's helped me because I do my own little hot washes on my performance. Um, it's it's helped all of us. Um, so that's been a, a really cool thing that, I've picked up really just recently uh, within the last six that, months. That's, I think I'm going to come back to you. I know Sam's going to want to come back to you on that um, offline. Oh, cool. I think, um, yeah, that, that'd be awesome to talk about more about that. You're sitting there looking nice and resplendent in your, I know this, this will be an audio podcast, but I get to see the, the lovely green, the Olympic. Um, you're sitting in your little room in Japan. For anyone that's been to Japan, I have many times. The rooms are, and the, the rooms over there now are, not much bigger than your suitcase, probably. If I remember correctly, you probably your suitcase is probably taking up all of the floor, and that's yes. it. You probably just, yep. <laughs> I can remember the ones. I remember the first time we went there. We we're like, this cannot be the. Where is the rest of the room? But you um, everything's smaller over there now. I want to put a quote. Now you, as a softball squad, headed over early June. You've been there for nearly a month. I'm gonna read a quote that I read that you said the other day. Someone asked you about the bubble and you said, I'm actually looking forward to it, entering the bubble. I think it will be really good for us. As a squad, we're used to going away this time to play internationally. Three and a half weeks into the bubble, rate the bubble. How's it going? Rate the bubble. Well, I think yeah. the girls have, and myself have done a really, and oh, everyone has done a really great job in the bubble. We have created our own little home away from home so uh, obviously yeah as you were saying I do have my own little room we each have our own room um, where we can you know hide away if we need to and have our space and sleep but we have the hallway which is a communal area where we can go out and chit chat and crack jokes and we've got a uh, Nespresso coffee machine one of the girls bought one of those over with them <laughs> So that's only one. That's I could a hot have thought all I'd... of you would have brought them. <laughs> <laughs> there's one. Uh, we've got two floors that we're on that we're sleeping on. Okay. Um, and there's one per floor, so we're all sorted. We're all sorted. <laughs> um, but I, honestly, you no, know, the bubble is going well. So, are you allowed to move? Are you allowed to move between floors? Well, we're confined completely to our hotel. 
Um, so we have, as I said, two levels that we sleep on. Um, and then we have another level where our meeting room is, where our gym is and where we eat. So three levels of a hotel plus the ballpark. Um, and if you want to count the bus, you can count the bus as a, as a, a, a space that we go into. Um, so yeah, for the past month and a bit, um, I've become very acquainted with the view outside my window. Um, yeah, and the hallway and the um, the communal areas. <laughs> describe it. Describe it for Out us. Out the window, oh, there is a what looks to be a car park, like a, a six-story car park. There is, um, you know, two hotels. There's a nice little mountain view um, past the past there. Um, it's dark at the moment, so I can see the Seven Eleven, but we can't actually go there. Um, so yeah, <laughs> but oh, no, that's not in fair. all honesty, we, we've done a really good job at, um, at sticking together and, and, um, I guess being a big family unit that we've done a really good job at it. I would give us a, a nine out of 10, if not a 10 out of 10 for how well we've done. What, what's your, what's the, f- Favorite part? What's the um, best part? What's the worst part? My favorite bubble? part would be actually just hanging out with all the girls. Um, we we're literally like we can't go anywhere, so we just decided. Well, we've got to make our own fun, so mm. we've done a couple of quiz nights. That's been really fun. The girls made up a scavenger hunt, which was really fun. Um, it was really random, but it was really fun. Uh, we've got a communal Nintendo switch, um, that we all get involved. We've got table tennis. So we've had a few, we've had a singles, um, tournament and a doubles tournament. Um, I didn't enter myself in the singles, but how did you go? Did you win? I, um, I scouted out who was good and I figured out that. Our team physio um, was really good at ping pong. It just so happened that we got paired together. Like, so I was really happy and we ended up winning. So um, the prize for that was a, um, a snack bag. So we got all these, there was a packet of Tim Tams. There was some um, muesli bars. Um, what else was there? I can't even remember, but it was a good snack bag. <laughs> Well, it's funny. It sort of sounds like um, when we uh, when uh, the 2010 World Cup, when there was a shooting and we got locked down into our hotel, we got locked to our floors and we could not do anything. And the videos and the photos that we had, we were on a, one, the Australians were on one floor and it was this, you came out of the lifts and then the, it was a square. So we used to do like running races. We used to play handball. We, it was like, I think back now, like it was a lot of fun. We had, like, we could not go anywhere except for the corridors and it was yeah it was it was epic but um and I think I'm, I'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to get some tips off you because I, I head over in a couple of weeks and I'm so I think we're almost on opposite sides of Japan I think you're up at uh, Fukushima um or near enough to there now is that correct yeah I'm all the way down yes, at Fuji. yes. I'm down at uh for for the cycling events down in Fuji 
we're currently in Ota City, which is about 90Ks out of Tokyo. So I think on the, the 16th, we head to the village and where we check in and, um, you know, get all our luggage in and stuff. And then we actually uh, leave for Fukushima, I think, in the next couple of days. And we're there in Fukushima for two days because the first half of the tournament is there. And then we go back to the village and finish our tournament in Tokyo. Yeah, so we play in two locations um, across the tournament. So Fukushima first. So just yesterday, the the official final 15 team member was announced by uh, the Australian Olympic Committee. So congratulations. We're, I know we're 55 minutes into the podcast. I haven't actually said congratulations. That's very bad of me. <laughs> I just lauded over the fact I was talking about talking to Olympian. Um, how are you feeling and how is the team shaping up on the field? Um, I'm feeling um, very – I'm coming from a place of gratefulness. I – yeah, um, I've been at this a very long time and waited. Well, softball has been out of the program for 13 years. Um, so mm. that pro- <clears throat> softball com- becoming a reality, sorry, softball coming into the Olympic program became a reality back in 2016. <coughs> sorry. So I think that's right. In back then, that's when it kind of became pretty clear that I would be in with a shot to make this team and you know I it's a credit to all the girls too who have stuck around um you know a lot of us have kept playing and kept um kept involved because number one we love it and we enjoy playing together but you know once it became more of a reality um that we might get this opportunity one day it's yeah, it's, so I'm just very honoured, um, Amy, and very grateful to to have been on the journey that I've been on and and to say that um, I was a, a part of the um, the Olympic journey this year with the Aussie spirit. I, I'm, I'm so incredibly proud um, to say that. And um, I think this is the... This is what it's all about. This is this is sport at the mm. at the highest level. So I'm just eternally grateful for the opportunity. There's that word again. <laughs> um, but with you know what you don't you, the opportunities are there for everyone. So you're grateful for an opportunity, but you take the opportunity with hard work and and of course talent. Um, so don't ever take take anything away from yourself there just because there's opportunities. Um, I want to ask you a question around the, like, we know how many times the Australian team have found the podium at Olympics when softball has been part of the program. I know we hear so much about the Australian Opals, um, whether they can win the gold. And I think at times the softballers get not forgotten. They just don't get mentioned in that same breath. And the results for the Australian women's softballers have been amazing at the Olympics. Everyone goes there with one goal, but how much do you guys talk about finally being that team? breakthrough we we quietly speak about it um i think that's the australian culture um but as a team Mm. um we're certainly we're not mucking around like we've come here to win gold that's we've spoken about it 
as a squad. Um, there's obviously only the team got named officially yesterday, but as a squad, you know, ever since we qualified in 2019 in China, everything's been about winning a gold medal and hunting the gold. So we all know that that's what we want. Um, and the preparations have been ongoing since the qualifications in 2019. Um, it's a theme um, for us. So, but of course, as you know, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. We've got to take it one game at a time. So our first opponent is the reigning Olympic champions, Japan. So that, you know, we have them first up. So there's nothing. No, there's happening. nothing. You're on the world stage. Yes. You're, you're in Japan. You're facing Japan. They're the go- that's the, that's what you want. Oh, that's what you do. Yes. Like freaking pumped. Like I can't wait for that game. Um, but I, me as a person, I'm quite reserved. So I'm just trying to like, keep it cool. (laughs) But I'm very, (laughs) very excited for that game. Like what more could you want? We're, we're actually opening the, the Olympic games with that match against Japan. Mm. Like we're the first event of the 2020 Olympics. So and you're before the opening ceremony, aren't you? You start before. We do. Um, two days yeah. before. So what date? What what date is it? Let everybody know right now, because I'm I'm over there by then. And I'm gonna hopefully have a TV in my room, <laughs> which I don't think I'm going to. I'm gonna have to try and watch this game. It's what time and and date is it? It's the 21st of July. Um, I believe it is. The game starts at 9 a.m. Um, Tokyo time. So uh, I believe. If you're on the eastern seaboard, that'll be 10 a.m. If you're on the western seaboard, it'll be 8 a.m. I'm not sure. But definitely it's 9 a.m. I know that where we are, 21st of July. Um, Hopefully um, Channel 7 plays it. I've got my fingers crossed. Um, Yeah, look (laughs) I'm pretty sure they would. Like, I'm sure, I know, obviously, there'll be 7 Plus um, and they're live streaming everything. So I know that I'll put put the links in, in, in the podcast as well because I know that the, the women's baseball community, regardless of whether they played with you, they play softball, the whole women's baseball community, I know, will be behind the Australian women's softball, I know, as they would in other um, in other nations too. It's We're different but we're similar. Yep. Um, and there's no... While we're not there, women's baseball's not there. We've got yourself, um, and we're gonna we're gonna live through you. That's for sure. Awesome! Please do. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to <laughs> to represent everyone, and um, I can't wait to to get out there and just showcase what we're all about and leave it out on the field. Like, just can't wait to represent um, my country. It's the one. It's my favorite thing to do, and what an honor to do it at yeah. on the the Olympic stage. Gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> Got goosebumps. <laughs> I, I reckon my best, my best memory of playing for Australia and all that, it's not, it's actually not the World Cup silver. It's not anything. It is every time the team went out and lined up on the first base or the third base line and the national anthem was played. And it seriously, I'm, I'm yeah. actually getting choked yeah. up right now. 
it's actually like legit. I'm getting choked up because every time I see, like when I watch the World Cups now and even I watch the Olympics, I can just, I just totally put myself back into that moment. And I'd be standing next to Chris or Kim McMillan or Katie or Sam because I'm in that lineup. I don't know why I'm batting between them. They're like awesome. <laughs> but I'm like, this is the best. And like, I, I, I just, if I could go back to any moment, be any one of those moments. There's nothing better than representing. There's nothing like it. No. There's nothing. Oh, I 100% agree, Amy. There's nothing like standing on that, standing before that white line, you know, you look up and you see the flags, you know, you can almost, I don't know, it's, there's nothing like that. And it's just, you feel everything. You feel like you hear the, the words of the anthem, you can hear your teammates singing, You've got Australia across your chest. Like, it's just amazing. It There's nothing better. I love it. <laughs> I'm so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yes. be in that moment. Again, going back to your be in the moment, I'm going to be in your moment when you're on that line. Um, I have one, one last question for you, and it's a, it's a big one. I've re- mm-hmm. I hear that you will, these are your words apparently, you will probably retire after these games. I don't know if this ah. is right. I don't know if this is right, but I'm just going to ask. Are you coming back to baseball? What are you doing? What's next? Are you coming back to baseball? Are you coming back to baseball? Are you coming back to baseball? I'm just going to I'm just going to I'm just going to be out. Are you coming back to baseball? Are you coming I'm just going to keep asking you that until you go, "Shut up. Yes, I'll come back." Will that make you shut up? Yes or no? <laughs> I would never tell you to shut up. Oh, thank you. Um so yeah, I mean I haven't officially made any type of decision but I I don't I don't yeah I just it might be the right time it might not be but um I feel like you know I've had such an amazing 31 years on this earth and I'm so grateful for everything that life has given me through sport um it's you know you talk about chapters in life mm. i think what a what an amazing chapter that i've had upon reflection you know i'd love to to create an, and start that next chapter and you know um i'd love to settle down with my partner and you know we'd love to have kids and you know i've always had my career in the background i'm a teacher um but i've you know i've my goal for many years now has to to probably be on this team and play at this event and um it might be a really fitting way to go out um it might not be but i yeah we'll see we'll see what happens but i'm yeah i'm 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 optimistic that where I'm at right now is where I'm meant to be. And that's all I'm kind of focusing on right now. And, you know, if I make that decision to retire, then, then I do, mm. but, um, no, and that, and that look, and yeah. you know, certainly not, yeah. certainly not trying to <laughs> retire you from softball or baseball or anything. Um, and it's funny you talk about a fitting way to retire. It's like, Oh, if you guys win gold, you'd be like, yeah, I'll go out on that. And you're like, no, cause I want to win another one. I'm, gonna cut I'm only 31. <laughs> exactly. I'm not retiring on that. Now you actually you celebrate your birthday while you're over there. Is that that correct? 
I yes. do, yeah. It's a nice birthday um, present. 14th of July. Very nice birthday present. Um, and I've always sh- shared my birthday on tour um, with Kai Parnaby. Um, so nice. it's always been a special time for us to celebrate together on tour. Um, I think in the last 10 years, there's only been one year that we haven't celebrated our birthday together, and that was last year during um, during COVID. So, um yeah, yeah. Um, I certainly hope that your birthday in your pre-games birthday is amazing, wherever you are. And I certainly hope on the middle of uh, July or late July, you get presented with another birthday present and that is a, a medal. And I'm certainly hoping that it's gold. Me too. <laughs> oh, that would just be, that would just cap it all off. <laughs> no, nah, it would be awesome. So... I just wanted to say from myself and, and I know all the listeners and everyone, I just want to say huge good luck to you and the team. Um, as I said, the women's baseball community is going to be hugely behind you um, and I will be watching it when I can, uh, when I'm in Japan and I will be watching back here as well. So good luck and thank you for being on Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. Amy, appreciate it and thanks for having me on and it was awesome to catch up and thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks, mate. <laughs> I'll see you at a I'll see, I'll see you at a baseball field soon. Okay, sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Amy. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in for today's episode of Women's Baseball: The Inside Pitch. Make sure to check the show notes below for links to some of the things we've discussed and mentioned in this episode. We would also love it if you could subscribe to the show and leave us a review. And if you have some time, throw us some love over on social media at Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. Catch you next time.